Cups in cabinets, traps in cabinets. Can he get out? Can he get out? Because he can. <laughs> oh, welcome to Past Tense, our Beyond Retro retrospective of the NWA slash WCW. I am the Mancunian Wrecking Crew, John Mack, and I'm joined, as always, by a man who will windmill freely on a plane. A man who can go 60 minutes bleeding profusely. It's the hairiest ride, longest line. Nature Boy Mark Crowther, how are you doing, son? I'm all right, mate. How are you doing? <laughs> Not too bad. Not I always get bad. the grand entrance, don't I? <laughs> you do, that's because you do have a grand entrance. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>, now. <laughs> you started early. <laughs> so it's a bit different today. This is a, it's a, a new thing for us. We're going beyond the past. We're going into pre-Turner buyout. Prehistoric. Territory. <laughs> yeah, the lighting for me is a massive issue, and we'll get <laughs> on to that shortly. But first, we're just going to have a bit of chatter about the recent AEWX New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door 2, I think it's called. Yeah. Some some madness going on in there, wasn't there? I mean, we will we will cover this in about six years' time on our, uh, well, wouldn't you know we won the Tony, but we'll just uh, briefly, we'll go through <laughs> with... Uh, what some people are calling master craftsmanship. What I'd call a fucking botch. Tiger Driver 91! <laughs> Bit mad that, wasn't it? Yeah, that's, uh, that was uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> I mean, but, it um, tickled me a little bit, but... Yeah, but, you know, of course it couldn't be a botch with, with these two. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I'd, if it's these two, it's, it's the ultimate, you know, artistry. And the, the way of doing a dangerous move, but I've seen people today with with like these closed like reverse angles of like his, <laughs> his, his shoulder slightly hitting the mat first. It's like yeah, but then his neck absolutely nailed on it about a second later. So it's like yeah. it's the most dangerous, one of the most dangerous moves I think I've ever seen. I'm surprised they didn't do it on the turnbuckle like they tried to do the other bump. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't think. Um... Oh, Davy Boy's ratings have come out yet, but you can only, you can only imagine. You He's can definitely given out seven stars. I mean, I was flicking through the pay per view, and I haven't watched all of it yet. I've just I, I watched basically the bits I wanted to see. Yeah, and you know when you're just sort of flicking through, you're skipping through it, skipping every thirty seconds or whatever. And I was like, yeah. this match is still on. This match is still on. <laughs> it was like forty minutes. This match. I'm just thinking, forty minutes in ring as well. So you're talking. 50 minutes with entrances and it's just like that's going to be a bit of a it might be a good match you know I didn't see enough of it but I just I just find it mental that they give them 40 minutes to just do everything under the sun yeah it's like have you, did you hear that Omega interview where he's like uh, yeah main events 22 an hour 32 an hour it's like they don't all have to go that it's not no. based on time frame do you know what I mean I think, I, I think that's the worst thing about modern wrestling so like every match, like yeah. we were on about the other day, weren't we? Every match is twenty minutes. Every match is twenty fucking minutes, apart from the very odd squash match that you get these days. Um, I, know, I mean, you see, I mean, this is the problem. There's like WWE has not enough wrestling. Yeah. AEW has far too fucking much wrestling. <laughs> there's no middle ground. <laughs> no, there's no angles really. They're all like really weak angles, and it just doesn't. It doesn't need to be like that. Get get your hot angles hot. And not these mm. piss poor three week little fucking angle. Do you know what I mean? And WWE, mm. all it is is just 
it's just guys talking in a ring. <laughs> On sometimes they're good, like the Roman Reigns and Bud Light yeah, stuff. I mean, other than that, that's over as fuck. <laughs> you can't, you can't argue with that. But you just imagine like Kevin Dunn in the back going and seen. <laughs> what Steve? <laughs> and Steen, yeah. Seen and Steen and Zane. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean. I've not watched the match. I'm sure there'll be a lot of impressive stuff in it, but sure you know, I'll get to that. I'll get to that eventually. But it's one of them where it's like I'm not excited to watch it, and no. part of that is the whole the crowd of like, oh, it's a seven of that six and a half start, seven start. It's going to be one where it's like you have you've got to watch this match. You've got to watch this match. So I don't have to watch it. No. I can't stand that. Like everyone was going on about the first one, like it was that good, and I just thought I can't be bothered to watch it. I, I watched it, but. You know, I wasn't raving, Barbara. I'll be honest yeah. with you. I remember when it we was... were watching like the, the some of the pre-match like press conferences they were doing, and Will Ospreay was putting in some quite like he was like you maggy little can on like the on, like the press conferences and stuff. Oh, and it was my good. best fucking friend die and his funeral <laughs> on Zoom or whatever it was. You know, there was heat there. It was fucking. And then they had like a flippy floppy bullshit match. It's like it doesn't fit, does it? It's like I mean, this one looked a bit more, you know, hard hitting. But you know, I'll watch it eventually. But I'm guessing you've not seen the pay per view yet. But um, I've seen bits. Uh, I'll sit. I'll be perfectly honest with you, mate. I've still not finished Double or Nothing. <laughs> it's a slog. I'm watching. I'm just watching like half an hour here and there when I'm having my tea. Or Double or Nothing. I I'm... thought we were on Fighter Fest next. No, I mean, oh, double you mean the, the, last the one, one that's just gone. We're oh, on yeah. Fighter Fest next in our timeline, but I'm in the middle of like the, the four-way title match on the last one. It's, oh. not, it's not great. Yeah. I don't really remember a lot on that, that pay-per-view, to be honest. I don't know if I watch much no. of it. I'm waiting for Anarchy in the Arena so I can, you know, have a mental breakdown. <laughs> what, with the poorly uh, chosen singer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen that bit, Jesus. You can't miss that bit. <laughs> Fuck, you know. Did but, you see, um, off topic, did you see when um, uh, MGF was um, at the press scrum for that, when he was like, when they were like, are you are you sad that you didn't go on last? And he was like, why the fuck would I want to roll around in John Moxley's right. blood? <laughs> right, innit? you can't, you can't. That's, that's just hepatitis waiting to happen, isn't it? <laughs> He's like, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> and, I can, and I can guarantee that's just genuine as well. <laughs> yeah. Who, who does want to do that apart from Rene Paquette? <laughs> Rene Paquette. She, oh, she's she's proper like bought into him. Have you heard the interview that they did together? It was very was like wife, she's just it? so yeah, no, exactly. But she's sort of go sat there going, Oh yeah, yeah. And he's like, Oh, I, I wrestled some knobhead the other day and I and I like suplexed him onto aluminium cans. It was it was dope. And she's going, Yeah, yeah. Like proper into it, so she's proper bought into it, and I'm like, she's all hell. in. Yeah, she's <laughs> proper all in. Ninety thousand Wembley Stadium, isn't she? <laughs> That's coming up soon, isn't it? Actually, come to think of it, that must be. Is that next? Yeah, that should be. That might be interesting. No card yet, yeah. but you know, I'm sure it'll be. They've had, uh... they've had three matches to book this month. So. <laughs> I wonder if they'll do an Osprey Kenny Omega, you know, trilogy. Close and the then all it'll chapter. be is this is this is better than a card or Omega. This is better than Flair Steamboat, and it's like mm, yeah, they'll do they'll mm. do best at best two out of three falls or something. Won't they? It'll be like an hour long. Yeah. Fucking awful. Yeah, <laughs> it will. It'll just be busy as fuck. That's all it is. It's just don't get me wrong. The For some reason I can't imagine that. 
that all intro is going to be about six hours long. I can just feel it. Oh, yeah. I've already got the money, brother. You're sitting here. You're fucking sitting here. We're not letting you out. They'll do a a dark tape in afterwards as well as something. I just don't get how... I reckon the sort of AEW super fans are quite new fans. Like they've not seen much else. And they think a wrestling card has to go six hours, seven hours. It really fucking doesn't. You you can be pertinent with it. it. Yeah. I mean, talking of sweet spots, nice three-hour job tonight with what we're reviewing. (laughs) Bang on, wasn't it? It was absolutely bang on three hours. (laughs) So, if there's no with no further ado, we're going to take you to the twenty seventh of November, nineteen eighty six, Greensboro Coliseum, Greensboro, North Carolina, and the Omni Coliseum, Atlanta, Georgia, for a combined house of thirty thousand. It's Starcade eighty six, guys. 30,000 over two venues is quite impressive. I'll, I'll give them that. No, not bad. Couldn't see them, like. No, no, it was, it was, it was dark. Especially the in the second the arena. It was like, oh, it was like mate. a empty warehouse or something. It was weird the way they, they had the light in. Fucking 60 watt bulb above a ring. That was it. <laughs> that was it, yeah. It was, it was jarring for me because yeah. there was no intro package or any of that shite. We just opened up to ZZ Top blasting out. Um, <laughs> Sharp dress, so man. When you when you can condi- yeah, when you condition to like put it in, you're gonna put it in eighties. <laughs> when when you condition though to the, the sort of eighties, but even the eighties WWF really, like from WrestleMania one onwards, there's no glitz, there's no showbiz. It's a territorial big show. Yeah, it was. It was a bit like Starcade '96, where there was no fanfare. It didn't feel like a big show for me until it got towards the end of it. It was definitely odd to watch. I have seen it before, but when you're looking at it in a review perspective, <laughs> yeah. It's I found it I found I mean I will I'll 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 say from the early doors, I found it very difficult to especially get into main not not yeah. just because of I didn't really connect with any of the matches or anything like that. Well maybe one or two of them. But like I just found I found the camera angles were like shoddy, like it was cutting yeah. like every two seconds and I found it very difficult to watch. And the lighting. Didn't, they didn't have a guy dressed in all black with a black mask and a black cap on like AEW do. <laughs> have you seen them? Cameraman, what's that all yeah. about? I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's like... Proper weird. Just to hide. I, I, fuck knows, I don't have a clue with that. I think because they've we done it a few times ninjas. where like some guy's like hidden as the ma- as the camera guy. So I don't know if it's just con- continuity just to try and keep that alive. Do you know what I mean? Because Jericho's done it anyway. He's Possibly. coming as a cameraman and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know if it's anything to do with that. <laughs> but I also find it jarring when it's... like This is why I find WrestleMania 2 jarring, and I think this is why they did it, because WrestleMania 2 did it in three different cities, I two think. Arenas, when it's yeah. like... when you There's no continuity when you're flipping over to different places. So, I mean, at first, we're in the Omni in Atlanta. Yeah, It's gorgeous Jimmy Garvin with Precious versus old good old Brad Armstrong. <laughs> Brad is bodied up, wasn't he? Fucking hell! Yeah, Brad. Brad's always looked mint, though. Even even had a a less egregious mullet. <laughs> it was more fitting with the times, I would say. <laughs> it was. I mean, Jimmy Garvin's got like Keegan levels of fucking permed mullet. It's, it's and I will love it. I'll love it if I beat <laughs> Brad. He's he's got to go to Atlanta and get something. 
<laughs> you say that about a man like Jimmy Garvin. <laughs> He's gone down to my estimations after that. <laughs> it is almost a helmet, though. He's in, like, fucking mirrorball trousers with braces. It looks, like, remarkably like Vince Noir's sex pest uncle or something, doesn't it? He did have, like, dirty porn star vibe about him, didn't he? Oh, massive. Like Are you aware Jeremy? of Jimmy Garvin? Not really. He's like the fourth Freebird, quote unquote. All right. He's like big mate of Michael Hayes and stuff. He did the Freebird gimmick in the what sort do you, of. What do you mean, Doc Hendricks? Doc Hendricks, yeah. <laughs> it just it it does say a lot that in a match when Brad's got the better hair. I know it takes some doing that, doesn't it? I like I like to old Skiavone as the ring announcer. I thought that was quite. He had funny. a little tash on him as well, didn't he? Little porno the Tash was all the rage in the 80s, wasn't it? The Tash was the, the, the 80s, yeah. In the 80s. <laughs> Scaffold's already up. What's that about? It's like when they've got the like the hell of the cell above the ring in it or the, the, the steel cage before right, let's just get it set up early doors. <laughs> what do you reckon to this one then anyway? This was one of the better matches for me. Yeah, definitely. I think definitely. it was a, I thought I thought it was a decent I mean, not amazing or anything like that, but I thought it was a decent opener. I mean, if you, you put look that at it, on a WCW pay per view circa 1996, wouldn't look, you'd, wouldn't look you'd be happy as an opener. Yeah. Yeah. Better lighting. Yeah, of course. A bit, bit better production and all of that. But Brad Armstrong just makes you wonder yeah, what could have been if he just had a bit more yeah. personality about him. 100%. You know, he's, he's got I, I, look. I love a better Brad. He's got the look. He works well. Handsome guy, you know, to be honest. Yeah. And you just wonder what maybe he could have. Sometimes you just don't have it, do you? The personality, like, no. it's like it's like Hogan's the opposite way. He hasn't really got it in the ring, but he's got the charisma and he uses it. And like, but he just Brad's like the complete opposite, which is more often than not the ones that don't get pushed or don't go over in it. You know, the ones that's without it. solid hand and will used to put people over. People yeah. always said that if he had his brother's personality in his body and work, because yeah. he's better better than his brother, isn't he? The road Who's dog. his brother? Oh yeah, he's well better. <laughs> but if he had that sort of, he could have been a megastar. Yeah. Charisma, yeah, he could have been. I mean, Road Dog Jesse James on on the mic, he had charisma in his delivery, but he said bullshit. But you know, we've all realised that people like yeah, he's a massive proud. But people like the Ultimate Warrior said fuck all. Yeah. We've got over because of the charisma. Didn't charisma can work in different ways, can't it? Like it can be intensity mm. and. And stuff like that, as as well as what you say, like Austin was amazing promo, but he had that intensity as well, didn't he? That was one of the biggest parts of his charisma. Crowd was quite hot for the match, wasn't it? To be fair, I mean, yeah, it's a hot crowd in general all over the yeah. thing. I mean, it just shows you that how how the levels have changed since from people when they bought into kayfabe. Yeah, you know what I mean, you could tell there's you could tell there's sort of that sort of it's like this. Is it like the, it's like the South, isn't it? And they're all quite into it. Like very into it in the fact that, like, the big moments, like there's just pure shock and stuff like that. Where you just yeah. nowadays it's like just pop for anything, just pop for moves and what have you. And um, yeah, pretty much. Um, I thought I thought it was good. There was some nice. There's a bit of needle in there. She's always yeah. nice. Some good mat work. It looked like a struggle. It looked like a fight. It was yeah. proper reffing, enforcing rope breaks. Yeah, you know, I thought. Garvin was, was quite, quite good as a forth, sh- wasn't it? Yeah, good chicken yeah. shit heel stuff from 
uh, Garvin, you're like grabbing the trunks and stuff, and like the ref, yeah. the ref's called Scrappy McGowan, for fuck's sake. <laughs> There's a lot of that in there. <laughs> Some of the names yeah. on this card, fucking hell. We'll tickled, get to them, like. <laughs> but I, like you said, I thought the camera work was really fucking jarring. It was, it was all over the place, wasn't it? Odd, yeah. Yeah, so one minute you had like someone who was sort of shooting from above, and then you had someone from ringside, and then he was like they were down on the apron. It was just like oh, it's very difficult to follow, but I suppose it's feel a bit seasick. Yeah, it was just it was all over the place. But it was I suppose it's a sign of the times though, isn't it? They couldn't have the sort of quick yeah. like efficient cuts that they do nowadays and things like that. But even even WWF do fucking some cuts like that sometimes. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it, it was it was quite an in quite a you know, high intensity opener. We get like a call from Shivani because he he's doing double duty tonight, announcing and commentating. And he's like one minute left, and you're thinking, ah, it's gonna be a time limit draw, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it's like calling yeah. it out. Um, you do now, but back in them days, they used to announce time limits on everything, didn't they? And they used to yeah. do the call down, so people like, were yeah, shocked. yeah. It's just one of them where you just thought, ah, I right, see where it's going now. Because what was it, a ten minute time limit, or was it just after that? I can't remember what it was. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, this Garvin fella he goes up top, misses a splash. And then the bell goes. Time limit draw called. And oh, it's then, quite a nice finish. Yeah, it was actually. And then they were both scrapping after the bell as well, which I thought was good because that was just, you just would, wouldn't you, I suppose. Yeah, of course um, you would. You can tell they're both, they were both amateurs. There was some really sort of good stuff on the mat. Like Brad's obviously the quick high flyer guy and, and Garvin's quite smart as he slows the pace down and grounds him. Yeah. I, th- I thought there was some really, I'm not a massive Jimmy Garvin fan. I'm not saying he's wonderful, but I think, I think he, he's, he's a good chicken shit heel. I think Brad's Brad's a good sort of underneath baby face, you know, good worker, solid. I just had quite I enjoyed it to be fair. Yeah, it was like I say, it was one of the better ones for me, definitely. Just a solid old school wrestling match with a decent finish. Yeah. It went downhill though <laughs> after this. <laughs> yeah. Next we go over to the Greensboro Coliseum <laughs> and some extremely racist Mexican music is blaring out. We get Hector Guerrero, who when we watched him on Nitro, brother of Eddie, Bang we him. quite liked him, didn't we? The gobbledygooker. Yeah. <laughs> and Baron yeah. Von Raschke versus Shaska Watley and good old Barbarian. What a bunch of characters this is. Fuck it out. It's like gimmick battle royal, isn't it? <laughs> I was expecting Sheiky to come, come down. Yeah. <laughs> and take him four hours. Apparently this is a grudge match. So you've got like Hector and Barb who were quite not not young but fairly sort of new into it, and you've got yeah. Shaska Watley, formerly Pe- Pistol Pez Watley, and Baron von Raschke, the German, but he's not German. Who, um, who, who is he? Because he was just, he was all he, over the he was all over the card on that second arena. Yeah, it was. Um, they, them two are winding their careers down, sort of thing. So it's like a like an old and young tag team. Baron von Raschke yeah. is just like an old all-time sort of foreign menace German heel who eventually just turned into a good guy because, you know, longevity and, you know, stuff yeah. like that. He's, he's a bit of a legend, but you, you're clearly not seeing him at his peak right now. <laughs> no. So. I've never heard of him. Genuinely never heard of him. Because <laughs> you think this guy, in a, he's won his career down in 86, so he's probably started it, you know, mid-60s or something. Yeah, probably, yeah. You're getting that sort of... And now he's probably... I don't know, I think he's still alive, but 
Um, he must be in his eighties or something. In his eighties. <laughs> yeah, I think Barb's old gimmick with the chains and face paint was a uh, was a bit different. He doesn't. You don't look yeah. daft at all, Barb. Don't hurt me. You know. <laughs> Didn't quite and match then, the cool look he has in ninety six, does it? No. And then Watley is in top hat and tails. No idea. No idea whatsoever. Who was he? Is he anyone of any note? I've never seen him either. Um, he was called. He used to be called Pistol Pez Watley. I don't think right. he was wonderful. In WWF, I just know of the or... name. No, in like no. territories around right. America. Right. Okay. This was this was where it came to the second reader, wasn't it? And it was like it felt like it was a, di- a pit, like I was saying before, it was just like a pitch black room, and then you, you'd see camera flashes and you'd see a bunch of people. And it's like, what was the setup for this arena? It just makes no sense. I've no idea. <laughs> I really don't. Hector, Hector's gimmick. He must have had about seventy-two gimmicks in his career. Because this one, he comes out in like a sombrero and a bullet belt like fucking Emiliano Zapata, like fucking <laughs> Mexican freedom fighter or something. Fucking weird. <laughs> it's like one of those old like old films where like the up against the, the, the gunslinger from Mexico or yeah. something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was it was a bit uh, bit odd, wasn't it? Well, I did think I did think Hector and, and Barb stood out. Yeah. Hector's over as fuck on this. He gets a massive pop. Why is he so over? Good like, guys, aren't they? So it was, it, was it literally just like it was so kayfabe then? Like no one ever like cheered a heel or booed a babyface or anything like that. It was just you conditioned yeah. to like no condition, right? Everyone believed that the bad guys were the biggest pieces of shit on the planet. Mm. And there's something to be said for that because what we didn't get maybe in in like in ring or decent matches in a lot of it, the fucking crowd were ravenous for everything. Like, absolutely yeah. everything. More so in certain peak respects. Of, peak of popularity, I suppose, for wrestling, wasn't it? Yeah. Mid-80s, Crockett, fucking hell. Yeah. There's some nice stuff. With, I mean, Hector's always been like a quick high flyer, nice reverse cross body and a drop kick. Nice. Yeah. But you can't see half of it because the fucking lighting's so bad. I, know. I think after 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 this, it's kind of like, all oh, right, yeah, we're we're into the pay per view era now. We need to light things better. It was fine when it was just, you know, people in an arena. But if you're filming it, you fucking it it looks shit. It really is. It does look. But it does look. It looks small time, doesn't it? But it's not. I it suppose. does. It wasn't. I mean, but you never saw how, how many were in the fucking arena because, yeah, you know, it's like. You can hear the crowd being like, I can't fucking see them. It's just weird. No. Because you, you put to me, like, conditioned with WWF, you're thinking, have they piped this fucking noise in? <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, I don't think they would have done at this point, surely. No, I think that's far too far too much. I mean, too it's like proper it? go hecky go chance and everything. <laughs> Barber. Barbarian, to be fair, barbarian. There's not really, other than the look, there's not really much change. He's just mint and stiff as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> he's he just he just took the face paint off yeah. <laughs> and the chains or whatever it was. They give, they give Hector a, a backdrop, mate, and the elevation was fucking insane. What a guy! It was like a not as not as high, but it was like a Ray Ray Mysterio type one, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, what did you think of the finish? Bit flat. I thought it was dog shit. <laughs> it was an elbow drop, wasn't it? It was just it all bit... break. It all broke down. The Baron drops a fucking weak as piss elbow for free, but Watley 
kicks it just after three, doesn't he? So it's like yeah. visually, it's like uh, it was a bit. I, it was a bit wank. It was definitely it. It wasn't for me, but it was. It was one of the less. I think. I think it was just funny because it was just a bunch of absolute oddballs in the ring. So I just sort of, I sort of enjoyed it in that regard. Um, but you know, in terms of in terms of quality, it wasn't really there apart from the odd no. few spots. I think it was basically to get Hector and Barb over, and Hector and Barb were the best two things in the match. So it, it accomplished its goal. To be fair, yeah. I mean Hector looked great bumping and selling, and Barb got over as a as a big monster heel. Um, Has Hector been the gobbledygooker at this point? No, that's 87, 88, I think. Um, but because we're going into strength, it, strength. Oh, I, uh, <laughs> but to, from what I can gather, this is like the blow off to everything that's gone on during the year, right? Mm. So we've not seen the build to it. Do you know what I mean? It could have been hot as fuck build, you never know. But that's why, um, I think that's why we enjoy watching WCW so much, isn't it? Because we've seen the whole, the whole yeah. picture, we get all the context. Like when we start watching Smoky Mountain, that you'll you'll enjoy that. <laughs> Me once. That's it. We're back <laughs> to the Omni now, and we're uh, in the ring. We have Tony again introducing. So we get yeah. the Russians, which is Ivan Koloff and Krusha Khrushchev, aka Demolition Smash, aka the Repo Man. Right, <laughs> Krusha Khrushchev, the man who likes to crush. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> It reminded me of those wank gimmicks they presented to uh, Stone Cold back in the day. You know, Fang McFrost and all that. Because yeah. <laughs> I crush you like capitalist pig. <laughs> uh, versus the Kansas City Jayhawks, which is old Zeb Colter, Dutch Mantel, the hairiest man in wrestling. He's a cunt. And uh, Bob, yeah. Yeah. Recently, he's gone a bit cunty, hasn't he? Yeah, just a bit. Um, and Bobby Jaggers. No idea on Bobby Jaggers. This is for the NWA US tag belts. That's mental, okay. that, yeah. US tag belts. Yeah, I've got some... Is that mid-card with... tag belt? Yeah, this is, it's like the intercontinental tag belt, if you know what I mean. It's what you get before you get the big one. It's weird, that, isn't it? <laughs> It's, it's 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 a classic though, isn't it? It's like classic all American cowboy gimmick versus yeah. foreign mates. Eighties as fuck. Yeah, it's proper eighties, isn't it? There's a lot of that sort of stuff in here, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, it's no DQ apparently. Don't know why, but it's no DQ. Yeah. So it turns out that they've each got a weapon. The Jayhawk shine. There's quick tags. There's big rights. They work Ivan's arm. The repo man's in. The the Russians have a steel chain. And the Jayhawks have a whip called Sue Baby. <laughs> the, the way I look at it, right, I'm thinking, okay, at least it's at least it's one gimmick a piece. At least they've yeah. got their own specific gimmicks, and it's not like let's see what's under the ring and pull out fucking ninety thousand things. Yeah, yeah, it's not like pull out a barbed wire fucking table or something like that. I suppose is it? <laughs> no, I thought I thought the Jayhawks were pretty solid as a tag team. We worked quite well. The Russians get some nice heat. The crowd's the crowd's not as up for it as as the Garvin Brad match, though. No, it was a bit of a lull, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, thought there's some nice double team stuff. Dutch gets a desperation double clothesline. They do, they do the they do the psychology well. I mean, everyone's on board. Everyone's on board with you know you know isolating and working yeah, yeah. working you know getting them in the corner and stuff like that. So I had no I had no problems with that. I just it was just one of them. It was just a bit flat, I think. 
Yeah. I, don't know. I thought the hot tag was all right, got a decent pop to Jaggers. Yeah. But then it all breaks down, and I'm thinking, like, two are out, two are in, and I'm thinking, where's this? Where's the double yeah, screen? It was, bit, it was a bit... <laughs> it was a bit mad, wasn't it? Like, everyone was getting dumped out. Like, it was, someone was getting nailed into a table and stuff like that. It was just lost its yeah. way a little bit. So there's like I Ivan has the chain up top. Dutch whips him off the turnbuckle, like with his whip too, baby. Whips Khrushchev's mm. leg out of it, out from under him, and they all brawl out. And then Khrushchev um, clocks Jaggers from behind with a chain, and Ivan pins the three. And it got a big boo at the end. To be fair, it was the only thing. The only thing shit. was the only thing was it was just like the finish was like they were they were making out like it was like behind the ref's back, and it was like it was an ODK match, so he didn't really need to do yeah. it that way. Exactly. Um, which that was the only thing with the finish, I think. I didn't think it was shit, but it was it it wasn't great. It was all no. right. It was it was one of the least egregious no DQ matches I've seen. But obviously, we're conditioned to watching fucking anything goes madness, aren't we? So, would you rather watch that or a John Moxley match? <laughs> that. <laughs> the best wrestler in the world. PWI five hundred. Or whatever it is. <laughs> so we're back to Greensboro again. And yep. it's starting to go, get a bit jarring, like the quick cuts. We get um, Wahoo McDaniel on the last what leg of his, of his career, the Native American, versus <laughs> not not yet ravishing Rick Rude with uh, Paul Jones, number one Paul Jones he, in his did corner. Did he come to the ring to smooth operator? <laughs> yes, he did. He did, he came, cheesy as fuck, but he does look mint. Oh, he does, he does look mint. Yeah, he does. And he, he, this is, I think this is last, is his last hoorah, I think. I think he wins the tag belts, um, and then he's off to the WWF. So we've got oh, an Indian it? strap match, another gimmick what's match. Difference between, what's the difference between a strap match and an Indian strap match? Uh, Wahoo's a Native American, <laughs> therefore it's his, it's his match, it's his classic match. Like, is he actually know, Native American? Tape fist. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've That's never why heard he's called him. Wahoo. Is he a legend? Um, pretty much. He's, he's a former NFL guy as well. Is he? Do you know, like now you get guys who are like, oh, he played for so-and-so, but he got cut before the season, and then yeah. they become wrestlers. You actually got people who played genuine NFL football, like Wahoo McDaniel and Ernie Ladd and people like that. Apparently, this is the blow-off to a feud that started in Florida. Like I said, Rude's about to go to WWF and Wahoo sort of at the end of his career. So right. uh, we get the Indian strap match. Bit problematic. <laughs> Can't just have a strap match, you know. <laughs> yeah, but that that was a you could say you could say a lot more on it back then. Back then, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, like you said, smooth operator, man. Fucking hell. But in a, in a it way, it worked. It worked. Passively. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, if you watch Rick Rude in the WWF, he is a cheesy fucking smooth operator, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he's fucking then, in outrageous shape, isn't he? Jesus. Oh, he's, he's honestly a washboard. He's not leaving the world. Chiseled out granite, isn't he? Yeah. He's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love better Rick Rude. I think he's wonderful. I think he's great. Yeah. I mean, he got he got some decent matches out of the Ultimate Warrior, for fuck's sake. That takes some doing, doesn't it? It seriously does. <laughs> Wahoo gets a big pop. He's in full fucking headdress gimmick, isn't he? <laughs> and what, what what baffled me was, given it being in the South, I'm surprised he's a babyface. 
Yeah, you, you, you just expected him to be a bunch of racist fucks, aren't you? <laughs> After Hogwell, definitely. That was even in the south, that was in like the north, north, near Canada. Rick Rude, what a mullet, what a tash. Yeah, that's dirty, that tash, isn't it? It's, it's beautiful. But <laughs> they explained the gimmick, they explained the gimmick, they said it's a four-corner jobby, you know, yeah. touch all four corners, and they have a bit of handbags to, you know, try to put the strap on. I, I didn't mind this, to be fair. Do you remember the one with Wall Street and Conehead that we yeah, watched recently? It, was, it had a similar finish. Very similar, very similar. Yeah. But there's, there's only so much you can really do in a strap match. What did you reckon? I like Rick Rude, to be fair. I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying I've seen an awful lot of his career or anything like that, but he is talked about as one of those sort of revolutionary heels, isn't he? He's, he's money. He's got, you know what I mean? He's got summer, hasn't he? Yeah, he's definitely got an aura to him. I quite enjoyed watching him. This Wahoo Daniel McDaniel, it's just like I don't know. I just I just, I just, I just couldn't take him seriously because I was I was looking at Rick Rude. He's the absolute like god. Of, like he's been like he's like a Italian like marble statue and the body and some of that. Yeah, and then you've got this big fat fuck over the other side of the ring in like this headdress and it just I, I don't know. I just couldn't get on board with that guy. But <laughs> the match itself wasn't too bad. Like you said, it had a lot of similarities to the one to the one we watched. Uh, like you alluded to, then Wall, Wall Street and Conad with a, with actually a quite a smart finish, which I quite liked. Yeah, um, I thought the finish was good. I, I'm just hoping that's not like a finish that we see loads now because I'm I thought it was quite like I thought it was quite uh, like unique. Quite when clever. We watched it the other week, yeah. and then I've seen it again. Like so I'm thinking, is that just something that's been recycled for years now? It's just- <laughs> Just a strap match finish. That's the classic strap match finish. <laughs> I'm going to go back through the years and watch all loads of strap matches to see how many times that finish comes out. <laughs> so what I liked about it is it, there was psychology there. Basically, the strap match means Rude can't run like a chicken shit. Yeah. There's a lot of sort of headlock takeovers and choking. It's a nice use of the strap where Rude wraps it around his fist to punch McDaniel. I mean, there's, there's some really good stuff. Some well, not really good stuff, but some nice, nice use of the of the strap. Do you know what I mean? I know, I know. Like you could overdo it with gimmicks, but like, like you, if you're going to have a gimmick match, use the gimmick to your advantage and let it 100%. enhance the match. So, yeah, they definitely did that, didn't they? So Wahoo gets uh, gets three buckles, struggles to pull him. He lamps Paul Jones on the apron, who's trying to uh, you know interfere, and punches him into the fourth. Like I said, it was a yeah. similar finish to Conad and Chinlock. And then you get the obligatory beat down after afterbirth by Rude and Jones. They tie him up, then uh, old Hecky G and the Baron running. The heels <laughs> fail. That was the second was that the second time we've seen them. <laughs> yep. I think they it's pop up again, don't stuff. they? <laughs> I think I think strap matches are probably pretty similar. It wasn't awful, it wasn't great. Yeah, you, there's only so much, like you said, there's only so much really you could do with a strap match, isn't there? You know, eventually it's going to get boring, so you need to try and keep them quite tight and concise, I think, because you can't go too far with them, really. This next match, though. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Atlanta now. <laughs> what was this one? A, what, I don't have a clue what this championship was. The Central States Championship. Yeah, you can only defend it in the middle of the country, apparently. Yes, I don't know. What a load of bollocks. So you got um, right. Napoleon Dynamite versus <laughs> versus Bill Dundee. No, it's what was he called? Sam <laughs> Houston. <laughs> Sam Houston is the brother of Jake Roberts. Is he? Fucking yeah. hell. 
And he would have fought like a shifter you? cowboy than Adam Page, doesn't he? <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even think he was related to Jake Roberts, would you? Just looking at him. No, more athletic than Jake Roberts. Yeah, but Milton D is like well known as Jerry Lawler's biggest foe. Like they've had their rivalries, like infamous. But at the moment, in 1986, he looks like an aging disco inferno. They fucking both look woeful. Dundee has like the original just for men job mullet, doesn't it? It's absolutely pitiful. <laughs> this was fucking tro- atrocious, this one. Yeah, it, it was, was so bad. <laughs> Do you remember the Nation of Domination? Yeah. And you had the two white guy rappers that came out with him. Vaguely, Vaguely. Yeah. yeah. One of them's Bill Dundee's son. <laughs> I highly recommend you to watch his you shoot. He's called Jamie Dundee. And his office tits on it, and it's funny as fuck. Is he the, uh, an ex wrestler, or is he just involved? Yeah, he was. It? He was in. He's in a tag team called PG Thirteen, and they're the guys that used to rap coming out with the Nation of Domination. Bill Dundee's originally from Scotland, right? Hence why he's called Bill Dundee. But yeah, yeah I think he's like lived in uh, Australia for a bit. Yeah, I was going to say they made out he was Australian. Yeah, yeah. Was that so? Was that his gimmick name? Was it also for like Crocodile Don Dundee as well? Like, was it part of that? Yeah, it or? must have been because. Well, I don't know. I think he came out. Was that before, before that? I can't remember. I can't yeah, remember. I think because he was in Memphis in the seventies and stuff. Well, uh, maybe he was before that then. But yeah, I mean, the mullet on Houston is worse than Jarrett's. <laughs> it's fucking. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a proper like. Audrey Platt in it, or yeah. Audrey from Corrie. Audrey Roberts, yeah. Audrey Roberts, yeah. So when, when, when Dundee takes his fucking ring gear off, he's definitely breathing in the big tubercoo, <laughs> isn't he? He's doing, like, he's doing like the Brent thing, isn't he? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that, you that thing on Family Guy when he go? now we go to 1950s, out of shape, in shape man, and it's just this guy <laughs> breathing in and he's got this fucking huge chest. <laughs> It's funny yeah, it was funny. <laughs> really high trousers as well. <laughs> yeah, he's about two foot shorter than fucking Houston as well. Yeah, that was a weird visual, wasn't it? Because we had the really skinny guy and the big fatty. <laughs> Just didn't he work. Look, he looks like he looks like Lawler, if like, but like a million times worse. <laughs> I think Lawler had it. He covered it well with like the you know the one arm like. Over the one shoulder, like singlet, he sort of covered yeah. it up a bit more, didn't it? And he had like the hairy chest, so he got away with it. I think. I think Sam Houston is quite athletic, and I think he could have been good. He pulls out two seven point sevens on the steamboat. To be fair, Not and bad. he does hit a decent drop, decent drop kick. But then it's just like Dundee doing his heel shit, like pulling the trunks and the hair and launching him through the middle stuff like that. But yeah, that I was think, the bits I where I was just like, ah, too stop and start. It's too Memphisy for me. Yeah, you're not a big fan of that. I, I mean, I, I've not seen an awful lot of it, but like the Jarrett stuff, like that got boring quick, and he's he's massive on that, isn't he? So, yeah, it's one of them where that sort of style, it, it just don't really I find it do overly gimmicky. Yeah, I see what you mean. It wasn't the um, worst match I've ever seen, but like Dundee looks like absolutely that wasn't um, <laughs> it wasn't a uh, Page versus uh, Joey no, Janela. No. <laughs> I mean, Dundee, Dundee lamps Houston with his own boot and gets DQ'd and then proceeds to lamp him more with a, with the boot to get his heat back, you know, again, like, after birth. 
that was another another odd finish where it was like the ref t- takes a bump for no reason because he just DQ'd him anyway. So what was the point? I've noticed in this, and this is what tickles me a bit about Cornette. Every match is near enough a gimmick match. Yeah. Probably because it's the blow off to every feud, right? Fair enough. Yeah. But there's a shitload like, of belts. He can't. He, so the thing is, with Cornette, you know, I agree with a lot of things he says, but he can be a bit of a hypocrite. There's no, Massively. There's, there's no two ways about it. I mean, some of the stuff Massively. he says, he's done plenty of things similar in his career and yeah. been associated with with companies that have done it. So, you know, I, agree. I think he sometimes he needs to just think about what Remember. he's done as well. Yeah. yeah, I think he I think he has a short term memory really of um of his whole career. But yeah, I know like, what you mean. Dundee just looks like shit, but he's a yeah. vicious little bastard and does the heel stuff decently. And Houston's just a bit bland. Athletic yeah. but bland as fuck. He's like a poor just, man's Brad Armstrong. It didn't it didn't mesh very well though, did it? No. It wasn't a good mi- like mix of styles. It just didn't really didn't connect with me at all. I mean I just I just I thought Bill Dundee just looked like like you said, just a big fatty. He was like breathing <laughs> in. He was just like he was breathing in and he just he just didn't work for me. It was one of the worst ones on the card for me, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Moving swiftly on to Greensboro again. <laughs> <laughs> we get Jimmy Valiant with uh, Big Mama. Wonder why she's called that, Mark. <laughs> I have no idea. Tell me. <laughs> Breastfeeder Crash. <laughs> versus Paul Jones, the manager of Rick Rude, in a hair versus hair match. Manny Fernandez is locked in a cage. Right. Let's put a gimmick on a gimmick, shall we? <laughs> heavy hair with a shark gauge. <laughs> Proper fucking gimmick city. Fernandez as the ultimate voller permed mower. He does. It is the ultimate. I've never seen one worse. Just expecting him to spit at someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially at my <laughs> looks fucking insane. Like orange stripes and that braided beard, but he is charismatic as fuck. Clearly, yeah, he looks he looked like fucking that Asterix guy or some circus <laughs> freak. <laughs> he fucking stood so, out, fair play to him, I guess. So, Manny Fernandez is in a rage, you don't want to go in the fucking cage. Nelson <laughs> Royal and Tim Horner, these two jobby job, 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 jobbers, come out to help him and uh, they get swatted. Wahoo McDaniel's back out, chops him into the cage. Jesus, <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's it's a bit of a daft match. Valiant, Valiant hits woeful punches to massive pops. Some of them punches were fucking rotten, were they? Yeah, hundred percent. But he's a gimmick. <laughs> At the end of the day, he's not a wrestler, is he? He's a gimmick. Yeah. Um, and Jones bumps around for him. This Valiant guy genuinely seems like he's off his head on something. Yeah, it looks like he's off his tits, doesn't he? Which, to be fair, if that's his gimmick, fair play. Paul <laughs> Jones pulls brass knucks out of his tights and clocks Valiant, who gets colour. It looked like you know how you know you know Cornet always goes on about. He looks like one of the geeks from the circus. He looked like that, didn't he? he just looked like some yeah. fucking mad cunt that he just sat on like eat someone eat a chicken's head or something. He was fucking mental, this guy. <laughs> yeah, fucking, it was a circus freak. But <laughs> is this was he anything, Uber gimmick? Or was this just what he was? Oh, he was he was massively cunt. over in like WWF part of the Valiant Brothers, right? He was massively over because he's a, he's a massive over the top gimmick, and WWF was over the top gimmicks, right? Yeah, so, 
But, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He's, he's class as, he's class as a legend. You know, he's not much of a in-ring guy, but... Yeah, character more than anything. But, I mean, just the comedy selling, it, just, it wasn't for me. really wasn't. It was It was just spoofy, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, he, was... he gets him in a sleeper and drops his gimmick and Valiant clocks him for three. And he gets a fucking monster pop, though. Absolute monster pop. And then Paul Jones gets his napper shaved. And uh, Fernandez gets room, out of his cage. Oh, massively got over in that room. Should have been a seven stars. <laughs> you know? Got over more than Joey Ryan's dick spot, let's be honest. <laughs> or the cowboy. Talking move. shoes, yeah. <laughs> so Fernandez, they let Fernandez out of the cage and he batters Valiant. Rick Rude joins in, part of his little stable. There's yeah. chairs in. Fucking DDTs him onto the chair and they go down after... Bit, uh, the afterbirth was better than the match. Oh, yeah, massively. <laughs> I thought it was wank, odd. to be fair. I thought it was... I mean, I, like, this was probably... This could have been the worst yeah. match of the card. Basically. It was pretty it was, poor. It was wank. I know I know it's the blow-off to an angle, but still, it's far too much for me. <sighs> Heavy. I just don't... I don't fuck about with hair versus hair matches. When have they ever been good? No, not for me. <laughs> do <laughs> draw, though. They do draw. Bill Dundee's wife got his head shaved in Memphis. Yeah. The only hair v hair match was any good was uh, John Tenner. Oh, yeah, John Tenner. <laughs> because <laughs> we so, got this half gullet out of it. <laughs> that's it. What, what an iconic hairdo. Um, so we're over back in Atlanta now. We get a, a Louisville street fight. What? You're in Atlanta. <laughs> Why does it have to name it? It's like a street fight. <laughs> yeah, but I've heard Cornette recently going. Well, it's just a Chicago street fight because we're in Chicago. What do you want? A fucking Louisville street fight in Chicago. Do you know what I mean? You've got a Louisville street fight here because Cornette's from fucking Louisville, right? Makes no fucking sense. Big, big Bubba Rogers with Cornette versus Ron Garvey. Hands of Stone. Uh, not his debut, but it's he's like, he's one, I think he's he first looked, year he maybe. Bad, didn't he? he looked really bad. Intimidated looking though. In his Blues Brothers he looked, gimmick. He was in his worst... I think he must have been in the worst shape he's ever been in, though. I know, but he ended up in he ended up in WWF not long after. Yeah. As boss, man. The, like the mall cop version. Yeah. So it, we get Bubba 10 years earlier. No conspiracy, conspiracy theory gimmick. Theory. And, um, but he's, he's turning to John Belushi instead. <laughs> And, uh, That's what I was trying to think of what he looked like. <laughs> and we get Jimmy Garvin's stepdad, Ron Garvin. Is it actually? Yeah, the gimmick brothers, but Ron Garvin actually married Jimmy Garvin's mum in real life. <laughs> That's proper 80s wrestling story, that, isn't it? <laughs> 100%. And we get another gimmick match, of course. But Ronnie Garvin is over as fuck, mate. Over time, as yeah. fuck. He looked fucking it looked like a mad cunt, didn't he, to be fair? Ron Garvin's sick, mate. He's like mm. he's not he's not like top tier, you know, technical, but his nickname's Hands of Stone. Like he's just mm. fucking drop you. He's in classic street bike gear, jeans and a weight belt. Why the weight belt, I'll never know. Did, didn't you think he looked like some absolute pisshead on having a scrap with a bouncer? What if it looked <laughs> a bit like Gail out of Street Fighter? <laughs> Just, I was just thinking it. This looks like I've seen this on a Saturday night in York. Yeah, <laughs> some yeah. big bouncer fucking going at some geezer in a pair of shorts, a pair of jeans, With and a blonde top. flat top. <laughs> Takes a shirt off at the football, even when it's pissing it down. That kind of guy. 
Yeah. A Geordie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that? What's the other fucking Portsmouth guy called? And he's got Portsmouth oh, FC. Oh, fucking freak. Yeah, he's absolutely dope. Tattoos everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, fresh-faced Cornet in black and gold, looking like a proper smug prick. How old was he here, Cornet, do you reckon? Uh, 25. Okay, he looks about 40 when he's 25, doesn't he? Like... <laughs> they all look old as fuck, though. That's the problem. <laughs> it just makes no sense. It's this street fight thing. I mean, what did you think to it? It wasn't the worst. There was a few bits where I was just like, this is... There was a few bits where I was thinking, fucking hell, this is a bit boring. It was like a bear hug that went on. It felt like it went on for about an hour. Yeah. <laughs> probably about probably only about a minute, but it felt like it went on forever. Uh, it's just a street fight, I suppose. I mean, it, there was a few bits where it was just like, was it Garvin pulls out like the thinnest little rope I've ever seen out of his boots, and he's like trying to tie up this big, like probably four hundred pound guy, and it's like it's just not going to work, mate. Is it like just you need a big fuck off rope for that? It's just it, it just the visual of it was really bad. Like the idea wasn't too bad, but the execution of it was shocking. It was like it was like it was like one of the threads you get on like a sewing machine. It was ridiculous. I thought it was like a shoelace or something. <laughs> it was garbage. Shit. Like it was really bad. And then I was like, we got the bear hug spot. And I just hate, I hate bear hugs for some reason. It's just the worst, most boring move going. Bunch of stuff on the outside. There was a really sloppy looking pile driver by um, was it Gavin who hit it? And yeah. it, like Bubba just like collapsed on him. It just looked really like oh, it just looked a bit messy. There was probably some some concussion after that, if, if if ever I saw it. And then the finish was a bit messy. Cornet gets involved. He nails him from behind with like the tennis racket. But it's like it's a street fight, so like anything goes. Like surely yeah. that's what that's what I've led to believe. So it's like it's like they were trying to work it within like normal wrestling rules, but it's like you don't have to because you know. I suppose I suppose the crowd just absolutely loses it anyway, don't they? Because they absolutely hate Cornet, don't they? So it's like. I thought he was great, to be fair. Cornette was the best part of it. Up a little shit house, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's great at that, isn't he? The snivelling little manager. He's good at that. Obviously, he hits, him with, hits Garvin with a tennis racket, and then it's a double count out. And then the ref's like, oh, it's got to be a winner. So what's the point of doing a double? What's the point of counting then? No, it's bollocks. It makes no <laughs> sense. He's like, first man to his feet wins. But then Cornette gets in the ring, he gets pushed. And Bubba's like grabbing the ref, like, and then the other bloke, Garvin, gets nailed by the tennis racket again and eventually Bubba gets to his feet and he's the winner. Bit sloppy for me. I think he did his job in getting Garvin over as like a rock-hard baby face because he, like, he nailed him with a roll of quarters at first, didn't he? Yeah, he, gets, he like, open, didn't he? gets a little bit of colour, but sadly he's no flair as a bleeder, is he? <laughs> no, yeah. not quite. And then it's taken Cornet to go in with the racket again, and you know Bubba gets the win. It wasn't my thing at all. Fought Cornet. Thought the, the finish was very convoluted, wasn't it? It was just a bit. It was just all yeah. over the place. It didn't really fit. But I mean, like you say, street fights are normally a bit shit for me. Like gimmick matches in general, they they've got to be they've got to work. And that one just didn't really work. But speaking of match gimmicks that didn't work, next one's up for me. Fucking another another match, another gimmick. I, know. <laughs> I saw this one coming up, I think. Right, okay. Maybe. Could be good. Maybe. So it's Dusty. He gets a big old pop. Big old Fucking pop. Monster. Tarrant levels, maybe. Oh, I think that comes not later. Quite, 
not quite uh, on that level. It was it was verging on it though. I don't know if this was just an issue with the feed or it looked like we missed a little snippet of this. I don't know if it was just the recording or what, but did you see that where it was like it cut all of a sudden yeah. and then JJ Dillon was busted open? It was like, yeah. all right, okay, we've missed some of there. Yeah, I didn't see that happen. So I didn't know if it was just mine, but then I was thinking, oh, you've got the same recording, so it can't be. So it's uh, Dusty Rhodes versus Tully TV Championship first blood match. When when he comes out to his monster pop, he's got on the each side of, behind his ear, Dusty. He's got Tully written on each side of his ear. Yeah, it's fucking weird. I don't know. Any, yeah, I don't know what that was all about. A bit strange. And then, like, obviously, he's got a big like, feud with the Horseman, hasn't he? So, yeah. And I mean, this is what makes me laugh. When you get down the line later, they're all in different fucking gaffs. Two of them yeah. are in one place. Two of them are in another place. So it's like you'd think they'd be all and, together, wouldn't you? Well, you'd have thought so. Tully's not allowed to wear headgear because Dylan wants him to wear headgear so it's even mm. and both can bleed. Yeah. Um, somehow, like you said, somehow fucking Dylan's been opened up on the outside. They have no idea what's going on. Listen, they, they, they said that it was through the elbow, you know, like the bionic, bionic elbow. That's what they said Should on commentary. That's what I managed to sort of hear from the commentary anyway. I thought, I thought the first opening proceedings of it was quite good, where it was like both men are quite tensitive. You know, but like you know, evade the punches, aren't they? Yeah, because it's like oh, obviously, you know, they obviously we didn't see it, which is a shame because it probably would have added to the match. Where obviously, yeah, Dusty's hit the elbow, he's busted him open. And there's that fear from Tully, where he's like, "Whoa, hang on, I don't want to be getting it with that." So that that was quite good. Obviously, that probably went across quite well in the arena as well. It's quite smart to to book that as well, where it's like there's, there's that like jeopardy, which I yeah. thought is quite good. Um, I also noticed with with Dusty being the babyface and Tully being the heel, when they try to evade each other's punches, Dusty's blocking it, but Tully's yeah. running away like a yeah. chicken shit. And I thought that was thought that was really good. Yeah, there was some, there was some good stuff early on, bit of a bit of psychology and stuff like that. And then like eventually he hits the elbow on him. Um, oh, sorry, no, he, he gets a like they've been quite tentative early on, trying to like throw like the odd right hand and stuff, and then Dusty just lobs a headbutt in there. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just thinking that's a bit dangerous, that Dusty. You've got fucking scar tissue galore on your head, mate. <laughs> in theory, yeah, well, I was thinking that in theory, with, with how much he's gigged his head, it shouldn't yeah. be that hard to open the fucker up, should it? That's what I mean. So I was thinking, fucking hell, that could have gone backwards, couldn't it? <laughs> the, the constant stalling's really smart on paper psychologically, but it's just a bit crap to watch. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing. It worked in the in terms of psychology, but it's like it's not really a fight, is it? There's nothing happening. It never really got going because of that, which no. was a shame because it had a good opening premise. There's only so far you can go with it, isn't there? I suppose when you when you're putting so I much agree. detriment on like the elbow or the right hand and stuff like that, eventually you're gonna have to open them up. But then there's like two fucking ref bumps. Yeah, it's like Russo's booked it. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, there was a lot of ref ref bumps on the night, though, wasn't there? There was quite a lot, a lot of, of gimmicks, ref bumps, belts. It's like AEW, <laughs> but with less like shite going on. Yeah, I mean, Dusty will just then absolutely tease off on Tully. The ref, uh, there's no ref, but Tully's bleeding. Dylan's like wiping it and putting Vaseline on it, which I thought was, that was quite good. cool. That was good. Um, then he then it gets another roll of quarters off Dylan. Tully drops Dusty, so they're both bleeding. Ref sees Dusty first and raises Tully's hand, which I thought was pretty decent little, you know, switchy finish. 
Yeah. Earl Hebner's, Earl Hebner's the ref, for fuck's sake. He's Is not he? twigging. Yeah. So <laughs> Dusty absolutely sees his ass. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was a bit naff, but the crowd ups the shit of matches a bit. When the crowd are into it, you kind of get into yeah. it because obviously Dusty's like a huge face and everyone fucking hates Tully. I thought the finish was a bit far fetched, but it kind of worked. I thought I, I actually I like the start, I like the finish, but I thought the middle bit was boring. Yeah, it was good on paper and it had some good elements to it, but I think it could have been a lot better. I just maybe for just in the elbow. Yeah, maybe because they because they built it, didn't they? They built it. Yeah, that it's like they didn't. There was no real payoff to it. But I did like. I, I really liked the bit where JJ Dillon was like wiping the blood away and they vacillated. I thought that was that was cool. Like it was like it was class. Yeah. It was very like sneaky. It was like right, we we've got to, we've got to win this, so we're gonna do whatever we can just to make sure you know that you're not to be seen to be bleeding or whatever. Yeah, it's but, just yeah, it great just... heel management stuff that you just don't see these days at all. Yeah, definitely. But up next, uh, that match oh, is quite yeah. infamous, isn't it? <laughs> um, mainly for what happens after the bell, uh, after the the match ends, even. So you've got. Um... <laughs> Jim Cornette's Midnight Express versus Road Warriors, wasn't it? Yeah, with Paul Ellering. They called it, didn't they? Call, they call it like the Night of the Skywalkers or something. Yeah, it's that's Matt, what the whole pay per view is called. Is it? Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> was that what it was all based around? This, this fucking. Pretty much, yeah. This Why? Is draws. <laughs> this, the tag titles and flair with the, with the three main yeah. events kind of thing. It's, it's just damn though, isn't it? You know it's going to be woeful from the start. I just don't understand why you'd put a scaffold. It's so it's, dangerous. It's really far fetched. Exactly, and it's like this is what tickles me when he says, "Oh, it's so fucking dangerous." A and on AEW, and it is. I'm not disputing yeah. that, but he's fucking insane. It's so far fetched. Yeah. But they drew, they drew fucking massive houses with him, and I don't get how. It's just a weird visual as well, isn't it? It's just like because yeah. you, you can tell all four blokes look so uncomfortable on top of it. It's just like yeah, they're trying to like they're treading like really carefully, so they can't really get into any sort of flow. Oh, I thought it was atrocious. Absolutely, yeah, it's absolutely mental. You've got four yeah. fucking men trying to keep the balance and fight on possibly like a five foot wide scaffold beam. There's nothing. It's about no twenty room foot above the reefing, is there? Yeah, no. and so the object is to make your opponent fall from the scaffold and not fall yourself. Why would you put your talent in this position? It's just insane. <laughs> you could, I mean, you granted, could, I mean, Cornette blows his knee out, doesn't he? That could have been any one of these guys and that's their career. This is what I'm saying, yeah. Granted, it's only the manager that gets fucked at the end, but it could have, it literally could have been any of them. And now you, you two, two of your four biggest tag teams. Uh, it's insanity. I just don't get these. I'm so glad they don't do don't do matches like this anymore. Fuck. I mean, they, I know they do some daft shit in some of these indie promotions, and even in AEW with like the exploding barbed wire bullshit they do and stuff like that. But exploding wrestling boot. <laughs> even this is fucking. You know, this is just a bit too far for me. I just think it's. I just. I just. I feel uncomfortable watching it. I know that obviously no one died. Like, didn't. Like Owen Hart died, like from a similar height and stuff like that, or like he fell yeah, off something a bit higher, but it, but like, like if higher. you fall wrong on that and you land on your neck or your head or something like that, you're fucked. Yeah. So it's yeah, just like 100% ridiculous. 
Yeah, but, so like the way he justifies it is, well, I got paid ten grand for that. These fuckers aren't. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but still, is ten grand worth in worth you know being sixty and fucking hobbling around? Is it? I don't know. I can't imagine his knee was ever the same again, was it? I mean, he's... no, he's done both of them. And the ironic thing is, he did the other one hopping off the apron. <laughs> That's probably because of that first one, though, isn't it? Because of it, it's weakened. Like, no, he's done both of them, both legs. Oh god. Yeah. I mean, just looking at him when they come out, Condry and Eaton look fucking ridiculous. <laughs> they look like they've got horrific mullets. They look like they cut fuck the cousins. They, you know, and then Hawk and Animal, they look like they've been in a school fair face painting fucking stall. <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> you knew they were going over though, didn't you? Fuck it, hell. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. They don't sell fuck all, do they? I mean, this is dump on video, so fuck knows how bad it is live. <laughs> the crowd's probably popping like fuck for it. To be honest, oh, they love it. They're both over <laughs> as fuck. And then then his country powders hawk and eating powders animal. Not dangerous at all. That is it. No. <laughs> Cornette was loving it though, anyway, when he got the powder out. <laughs> oh, yeah. You could hear him and you can hear him at ringside. Yeah, he's great. He is great. I mean, he's such, such a cunty heel. He's great. <laughs> Fucking Bobby Eaton, the, the mad bastard. He's hanging by his legs and he does like yeah. proper impressive monkey bar dangling. <laughs> <laughs> Bo- Bobby gets colour, so does Dennis Condry. Uh, Shivani with a great quote This is absolutely spectacular. <laughs> With all the conviction of a fucking hostage. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he, he commentates like that nowadays as well. Yeah. <laughs> Hawk and Condry are fighting on the ladder and, and the underneath bit as they both hang. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Eaton and Animal are on the ladder. Eaton monkey bars to the middle as Hawk kicks Condry off to a massive pop. Then yeah. Eaton goes and lands on his ass, which must have been fucking painful. That would have been a fucking nasty one, that wouldn't it? <laughs> be feeling that for a few days afterwards. Yeah. So the Road Warriors win this absolute fucking shocker. Cornet is apoplectic. Ellering grabs his racket. So for some reason, aka Dusty told him to, um, <laughs> he climbs up the scaffold instead of just you know, fucking eight legs and fucking doing one. Yeah. And the next bit is famous. As fuck, as Cornet drops from the monkey bars and tears his knee up, fucking him up for life, the daft cunt. Ten grand. <laughs> now, the story is, Bubba Rogers was supposed to like be underneath to catch him, yeah. and he'd sort of roll, but because of, ironically, because of the lighting, right, he couldn't see, and he missed him. <laughs> That's brilliant, that. <laughs> <laughs> this this was absolutely fucking shocking, man. Shocking, wasn't it? And and what annoys me more is I'm going Bobby Eaton's class, mate, and you're just not seen it ever. No, to be, no. To be fair, I've seen I've seen you know in the odd bits where I've seen him in a not AW, one about WCW. You know, even though he's like enhancement guy, you can still see his class. But it's just like we haven't really oh, seen been. we haven't seen him in like a good match, like a tag match or anything like that. So. I'm sure we will see that along the line, I would imagine, will we? Yeah. I mean, Maybe, both teams yeah. are so fucking over. The fans don't really care that it's the shits. And Cornet mm. got his comeuppance at the end of the day, so everyone was happy. That was the bit, that was the big pop of the, well, big in-ring pop of the night, wasn't it? You know, Cornet yeah. fucking taking that absolute dump. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it was funny, but the match is an absolute 
shit show in it really. It's, yeah, not, it's not even a match really, is it? Yeah, it's not a match. It's not it's a match at all. It's just now, it's just a bunch of people wanting to see a bunch of people fall to fuck it on their ass, basically. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now we go back to Greensboro again. Yeah. Fucking hell. And we actually get a match. Yeah. A proper good match. We get the NW, NWA tag belts in a cage. It's the Rock and Roll <laughs> Express versus the Minnesota Wrecking Crew and an Ole Anderson. And I can't so, help thinking, Mark, that when you're about 50, you look a bit like Ole Anderson. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, hell, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, are they actually brothers, or is that just gimmick? No, it's a gimmick. The Anderson family's a gimmick. So you had Gene, Lars, Ole, and Anne. They're all supposed to be like Scandinavian fuckers from Minnesota. And yeah. then like Flair's from Minnesota legitimately, and he was like the cousin. And, yeah. Yeah. That's why the horsemen sort of... Well, they did look alike, thing. didn't they? So you could believe that they were Oh, brothers. massively. They all look... But yeah, that's what I mean. So your gimmick brother, you always get someone who looks a bit similar to you, don't you? So Yeah, it did work, I suppose. Especially the kayfabe era where they couldn't just Wikipedia them. <laughs> Kane and Taker, everyone's like, can't believe they're not brothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this must be the blow-off, to be fair, because it's in a cage. But again, another gimmick. I was genuinely looking forward to this because... You know, it's not been it's not been great so far. <laughs> <You know. laughs> Hopefully, these two saved it for you. <laughs> so uh, we get a youthful looking Arn Anderson, and the Grizzly, even Grizzly. even a youthful Arn Anderson looks about fifty, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, of course he does. So I love him, Dad on nights, and uh, the Grizzly miserable cunt that is Ollie Anderson in their best FTR jackets. Yeah. They could tell they like these two, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. So the main event on each each arena is is horsemen, basically. Yeah. They get absolute fucking mega booze. And then we get the ultimate Chrissy T for the youthfully <laughs> mulleted Rock and Roll Express. Over as shit, weren't they? Fuck you know. I don't think I've heard anyone more over in my life. <laughs> That's it. To me, it's insane that they were that over because I, I I've only ever seen that absolute like parody of themselves that they are in WCW. Yeah. But, but well, obviously they, they legitimately, were they've legitimately not changed in thirty seven years. Yeah, but got a bit they look the same. They look exactly the yeah. same. Don't they? <laughs> the pop is that big. The fucking ring announcer is drowned out. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean. These two put today's pops to fucking shame. Yeah. Eamon Hones and the crack tarot pop. Together <laughs> wouldn't even cover this. Mental. I've never heard of pop, pops like it. And it wasn't just for the entrance. It was for every fucking thing. <laughs> it was mental. Like they the Rock and Roll Express. Though, weren't they, back in like the 80s, Oh, yeah. Like that. The ultimate babyface tag team. Like the girls were yeah. mad for him. Because yeah. if you listen to the pops, it's very high-pitched popping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's ladies. Quite a lot of ladies in there. The popping yeah. room. Oh, Rock and Roll Express have asked it for a for a cage. Why are you mental? Well, yeah, do you but... want them two big grizzly bastards in a cage? <laughs> to, to, so obviously we don't know the build up or anything like that. I can't imagine these Anderson, like Arn and Ollie Anderson, being like chicken shits. To me, they'd look like absolute hard bastard heels. So like, yeah, they are. The cage, the cage is a little it's bit sort of horseman. It's saw the horseman couldn't interfere, but they weren't even there. Flair, exactly, Flair and Tully are in another fucking gaff. 
So that's, that's, that's the logic sense. that I didn't get. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I suppose it a cage match would have worked a bit better if they were in one arena, but I suppose people yeah. won't maybe have looked into that as much as we are now. <laughs> probably not. They probably didn't care. No. I thought it started really nice, good pace. Morton mm. gets binned out, and uh, Oli and Arn work over Gibbo. Nice selling by Arn. They all have fucking mint punches. The punches look great. Yeah. Arn's, Arn's just absolute just class, isn't he? Even then, 10 years yeah. previous. It's like just love watching him. <laughs> He's just like I just watch like every time I watch him, I just I just see like like Dax's Dax Howard. <laughs> yeah, he's like the the recreation, isn't he? Almost. <laughs> I mean, you watch you watch FTR and you and you watch sort of Oli and Arn and Tully and Arn and yeah. the Midnight Express, and it's literally they've just gone. Yep, that's us. <laughs> Oh yeah, I fucking love him for it though. <laughs> they don't hide it either, though, do they? Let's be honest. No, do they fuck? I'm not unapologetic, and so they fucking should be. So there's a good story in it, I think. Plus, whatever yeah. the angle is on top, it's like the pace versus the power. The rock and roll want to make sure the horsemen don't interfere, obviously, which makes no sense. There's a mischarge by Gibbo, and it gets him hooked up on the buckle, and Iron just fucking zones in, leg yeah. against the cage, absolute clinic of working Digging a body part. Yeah. yeah. Quick tags, cutting him off. Vicious legwork, absolutely vicious legwork. Figure four countered with a boot up the ass into the cage, but Oli, Oli takes over. So every time he gets a little hope spot, you know, he can't tag in quick enough and the, and the fucking horsemen are banged straight in, taking over, which I, which I loved. So Gibson fighting from underneath and the crowd are fucking willing him like proper, going mad for him. And then Oli's just stamping on his legs. Like Gibbo gets his hope spots in building it, but each, each this is that's time how you build the horse tag, though, isn't it? That's oh, massively! Yeah, building it each time, like the horseman's like you know fucked over. It, the other one's too quick to tag in before he can yeah. get it. I, I thought it was brilliant. There's an Instagory by Gibson and a red hot fucking tag to Ricky Martin, absolute monster tag. Bl- roof blew off, doesn't it? Yeah, and he takes on both. But the numbers catch up with him, and then he gets launched into the cage and sells his ass off. He sells like an absolute champ, Ricky Martin. What a fucking guy! Yeah, all is absolutely vicious. Stands on his fucking head. Yeah, that looked like fucking some guy, <laughs> some blokes having a scrap down an alleyway, didn't it? After a bar <laughs> fight or something like that was nasty. That <laughs> brutal bastards. I mean, Arn comes in and he starts biting him. He right ragging his head over the cage. Morton's obviously gigged, which adds to it. To be fair. It's a brutal buckle bump, and all he works the shoulder, he's just bumped. And Morton is like a fucking ragdoll, just selling like fucking mad. It's brilliant. It's a gut buster and a DDT hope spot by Morton. The crowd are going absolutely insane. It's electric, wasn't it? Absolute flipping electrocution. <laughs> all he stomps him down and launches him into the cage. I mean, I don't know how many bumps he took into the cage of Ricky Morton, but Jesus Christ. The refs. I thought the ref was really good as well, sending sort of Gibson out so Oli can lay her on the heat behind his back. Mm. Top tier shoulder breaker gets two. There's like subtleties like using Arn's knee to ram Morton's head into it. Yeah. Fucking great. They're both down, but Morton's cut off again. It's just an absolute clinic, right? But they probably did this every night. Yeah. I mean, this is bread and butter. I mean, not bread and butter, but you know, they've done they probably touched up however many times, haven't they? Um, yeah, of course. The chemistry between the teams was really impressive as well, wasn't it? Like they just 
they, yeah. they obviously, like I say, they've probably touched hundreds of times at this point, or some variation of, you know, Arn and whoever else, and blah blah blah. Yeah. It was an absolute, just a clinic of tag team wrestling, wasn't it? Really, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. the fucking heat Arn gets when the refs backs turned, fucking yeah. phenomenal, and he still yeah. can't get the tag. The crowd is so fucking ravenous when they get a hope spot, they can barely see. <laughs> they're just willing it on aren't they i mean they, they, oh, this yeah. is the, obviously you don't get like natural re- you do in a way but you, you don't get these natural reactions that much anymore do you like no where there's genuine like peril and like fear that you bet you, your favorite team or whatever is not going to get you know over the line and stuff like that it's like that doesn't really exist anymore because everyone knows the ins and outs pretty much of the business don't they um, that's it sorry there's a bit where ricky morton ducks a clothesline and and he gets that uh, classic double A spine on the pine. Yeah. And Arn's so convinced he's fucking got him that he's just laughing and like doing that with his hands and, and then Gibbo saves it. I was trying to think who that reminded me of, that sort of like that cocky, like I've got the job done. But I was trying I Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, yeah. Ollie Anderson with a top rope knee to Morton's elbow was fucking beautiful. Destroyed it. You know, every hope spot gets a crowd popping and every time the horsemen get the tag or cut Morton off and it's just building and building to the crescendo and Gibson comes in and keeps all he can say and then he drop kicks Morton as he's in Arne's arms and he lands, yeah. on him and lands on him and gets a surprise three, which I thought was a really interesting finish and then they're so fucking pissed off that they've been completely done over like that. Yeah. Absolute beat down in shoes, the refs bumped, <laughs> they battle them both. And then they try to escape, and they're still the champs. I thought it was fucking superb. Yeah, it was good, very, very good. One of the one of the, well, not one of the best, but definitely a, one of the better tag matches I've watched in a long time. It's just, a, it, I think it would have made. I mean, it was good anyway, but it would have been even better if we'd have seen how it was built and stuff like that. I think, but yeah, it was just, it was one of them where it's like the crowd absolutely took it to another level, didn't they? Yeah, and I think I think they sort of made up. I mean, I was talking to you last night, and you were saying, "I said our oh, last hour's the best." Yeah, and I, I think this watch just watching this match it was like twenty minutes. It didn't need any more, and it just yeah. made up for you know a couple of hours of yeah, it was good. You know, mediocrity. So yeah, there was a lot of shit before, right? and I was my, I was like, <laughs> okay, I was a slog. This this is worth it to me because we've watched four hours of utter shit with the odd bit. <laughs> It's do you know what it reminds me of? It's like the Dusty, uh, Dusty and Cody match where we had to watch so much shit to just to get that match. Yeah, or you, you've got to get through it to watch a fucking Punk match or something like that, yeah. or an MJF match. Yeah. So, you know, know wrestling's not changed that much in that no, way. It doesn't. <laughs> um, I thought it was an absolute clinic on selling, heat, and pacing uh, by two of the greatest of all time. Yeah. It's a shame tag team matches aren't as aren't uh, often like that anymore, isn't it? <laughs> Instead, we get uh, exploding super kicks and thumbtacks and <laughs> super kicks and all this bollocks. <laughs> yeah. We won't get into that. <laughs> Setting your shoe on fire as well, Joey <laughs> And then not having the, re- <laughs> the required, um, you know, extinguishing. extinguishing. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but we get to the second main event, I suppose, is it? We're in or Atlanta the... for the for the big one, NWA yeah. belt, Billy Corgan's belt. <laughs> Tyrus, <laughs> is he still the champion? 
<laughs> whoever he's got. Yep, apparently Billy Corgan has said recently that the NWA roster is the strongest it's ever been. It's not, though, is it? It just really isn't. <laughs> so, yeah, it's NWA World Heavyweight Champion, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. That's just synonymous with him, that title, I suppose, isn't it? That and the big book gold belt. Um, Ten pounds of gold, yeah. Yeah. Against, was he the NWA US Champion? Nick, yep. Nikita Koloff. I mean, I, I'm not an awful, awfully familiar with his work, but so you might have to fill me in. He's a bit Luger, a bit like big body, not great in the ring. <laughs> was this he, guy he was like Russian, or was he just just given no, a Russian he's gimmick? American. Yeah. Given a Russian gimmick, but he lived that gimmick. He wouldn't cash his check. Apparently, this is this is a story I've heard. He wouldn't cash his checks because they're in his real name, right? And like he put on a Russian accent everywhere. Really? And like, um, and apparently, like he even did it on the plane, and Anne turned around and go, "We know you're from fucking Minnesota, idiot, or something like that." <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I mean, there's there's some credit to be given to that, but it's like, and then, it, but there's also that thought: stop being a fucking loser and just be just being an old person. Hello. When I was no, watching, I was like, I was like, surely Flair's the baby face, but then I'm thinking he can't be because no. he's an absolute press heel. Flair's the heel. Basically, this was supposed to be Magnum TA versus Flair, and yeah, Magnum TA had a car crash. And so they sort of had to shove this guy into the mix, didn't they? They turned the they, they turned Nikita heel, and he aligned with Dusty, and he was TA's best. Turned mate. him babyface, do you mean? Turned him babyface, yeah. Did I say yeah. turn him heel? Yeah. Fuck's sake! But, just, you can't take a Russian. At the, I mean, I know it's like like stereotype. of the Cold War. Yeah, it's like it's like. Uh, like it just don't work, does it? It's weird. Like, it fucking did, though. To be fair, yeah. So it, 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 in theory, it shouldn't have worked, but it's like it sort of did because Flair was so hated, wasn't he? Like, which is mad because he was so loved. Like ten years later, for being the yeah, same organic thing, wasn't it? Like people started yeah. to love him because he was Flair. Yeah, I, I mean, suppose. champ out first. Not for me. Yeah, that's a, that's an odd one. Very odd, I mean, especially he's, Flair. He's, yeah, it's classic flair though, the robe, the hair. He look he does look money. I mean it's eighties oh, yeah. money, but it's money nonetheless. So You could tell he was an absolute big you know, obviously this goes without saying he's an absolute draw. Well he's just beyond 100%. draw. Like, I mean he gets he gets heat. I mean, if as he's being walked to the to the ring with all the all the dibble surrounding him, you can like there's audible shouts of you son of a bitch, get ready to lose and all this kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Nikita looks like a fucking monster, doesn't he? Absolutely monstrous. Yeah, yeah, big time. Looks like a beast. It's like a bit not, is it not in a way, but not similar in any way. But like the way you know when you look at Miro with like he, he sort of looks really brutish and he he looks like he's gonna fucking fuck you up. He did look yeah. like he did look like a proper beast. You're right. I mean, obviously Flair is a bit of a prick these days, isn't he? I mean, I say a bit of a prick. He's an absolute knobhead. At this point, he was at the peak of his powers when he and yeah he's he's absolutely peak at the moment yeah yeah so obviously you you had a lot of time for flair his in ring we'll say not maybe his his take out take his personality out of the out of the equation but what do you think of this one do you think this was one of his better ones or flat it was nowhere near his best match but he was definitely mm. the key to call off best match there's a six, 60 minute time limit it's announced properly Nikita's is like you said he's the US champ but that's not on the line Flair yeah. gets absolutely booed to fuck. Big stare down, and it does have a big fat feel. It does. Yeah. 
does. Tommy Young goes over the rules to each man like that, checks them down, stiff to start. Little touches like that are good, aren't they? Where the referee, like, I want, I want a clean fight and all that, blah, 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 and all this. That, that Tommy Young's probably one of the best of all time, to be fair, ref-wise. Hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty stiff when it starts and Nikita just overpowers him and Flair bumps superbly. And then he obviously does his little regrouping thing because he's thinking, yeah, I can't. I'm going to have to go back to the well for something else because I can't. It was it was more like it was more like when Dino was regrouping. Yeah, when we watched Dino than, than Hogan when he regroups. Yeah, yeah. And the chops they were proper chops. They were rapid fire in the corner. You know, one after the other. There's only three of them. It wasn't just like laborious. You hit me, I'll hit you. You hit me. I'll yeah, hit but you. they were. You felt them, didn't you? You felt them. Yeah. Uh, Nikita no sells them. Lovely. <laughs> Flair, Flair's playing the chicken shit perfectly. He's talking, he's buying time. We just can't shift him. <laughs> and, uh-huh. But Flair takes some fucking great bumps. I mean, it's just on the cusp of like Shawn Michaels overacting, but it never strays over the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a little bit critical of Flair for some of, the, some of his spots, but you could tell it in 90s, not, well, he's not phoning it in in 96, but. He could, he's no. almost like he's lost a little bit of his confidence. Because he's like not that. the guy. Yeah, I think that's what it probably is. But at this Rick point... Flair, the way Ric Flair is and the way Ric Flair's personality is, he has to be the man, yeah. like the guy. Because if he if he isn't, then it just it doesn't, doesn't work, does it? So Yeah. So it's like, at this point, he's just exude, like he just oozes confidence and charisma, yeah. doesn't he? So, Pure. you know, he's, he's getting it all Pure. in. One of the biggest sort of factors in that was when he did that delayed vertical suplex to him. It's yeah. fucking beautiful. Yeah. It was the, impressive. The, the hang we said time. about a delayed vertical. We like that, don't we? <laughs> On such a big fucker as well. It was impressive. Yeah. One. It was. We get a bear hug, Mark. Usually, they're the shits, but Flair's selling and his facials <sighs> sort of made it work. Yeah. I Again, it's one of them where I'd, I really don't like a bear hug. But if you're going to do it, do it. It works in this regard, I suppose, where it's like the big brutish guy is going to lock it in, I suppose. And if you if you sell it right, rather than just sort of phone it in and lock, like just, you know what I mean? It, it, it can work, but it, it's rare, I suppose. But it, it, like I say, it probably did work a bit more in this one. I think, I think Nikita's no selling works as well. It's not like yeah. Moxley selling no selling everything or Hawk no selling a pile driver. It's like he's not he's not selling the chops because like their flares are sort of bread and butter, and yeah. he's like, oh shit, they don't have a fucking effect on him. So what, um, what else have you got? Oh, like that type of thing. Yeah, and they're obviously yeah. playing up that flair as the advantage. He's the champ. Nikita has to pin him. The chops are something that stand out to me. Do you know what I mean? They're just they're, they're well done. It works. Yeah. Not like people take them to death now, though, don't they? they? Yeah. But like I said, it's just it, it gets him in the corner, quick succession, one, two, three, and they're done with. Yeah. Move on to something else. Nikita gets a Russian hammer, he cuts off Flair, but Flair dodges the charge, and Nikita bails over the top. And to be fair, to his credit, Tony Schiavone explains the over the top rope rule. <laughs> don't get that these days. Didn't bring that forward, did he? <laughs> no. And because Nikita's bailed over the top, Flair sees he's in and just zones yeah. in on the leg. And Nikita's basically like Nikita's inexperience has cost him against such a fucking experienced ring general. So he's yeah. smashing it on the post, chop block, chop chopping down the tree. Basically, it's yeah. getting the heat and it softens him up for the figure four. Uses the rope as usual. Yeah, I thought I thought Nikita was selling quite well. 
it gets a reversal and it's like peaks and troughs and the crowd are invested in it and it yeah. was just I, re- I really enjoyed it I mean by it's no by no means Ric Flair's best match no but it's, it shows not. how we can how we could get something out, out of a Tells green a story, guy yeah. that wasn't good in the ring yeah 100% yeah it's pro- it's probably like thrust upon them, obviously with with having to like rejig the main event and stuff like that. But they yeah. probably spent quite a bit of time making sure that they they still had a nice story in place and stuff like that. So there's definitely in the ring, exactly. Yeah, there's definitely you know you, you you've got to give credit where credit's due to Flair. I mean, he he can put yeah. on a a really good main event. You know, if he gets enough time and and they they did get the time in this one. There was a bit where uh, Flair went crazy with like proper desperation punches and and like Nikita's bleeding, right? Yeah. And Nikita just goes absolutely mental, and it just reminded me of nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Nobody, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> Did you see the botch where Flair does his little bu- buckle bump thing and then he slips on the apron <laughs> and like, fell to the concrete? I did have a little chuckle at that, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, Joe, you know I thought it worked. To be fair. Yeah, to be fair, like he he sold it, didn't he? So it's like, oh, fair enough. <laughs> Rather than like get back up, tried to chat you know I me. Mean? Yeah, it, it worked. Well, I got his color. <laughs> yeah, of course he did. <laughs> he was like, he was at the Moxley of the day. He liked to get a bit of blood, didn't he? It was pretty obvious where he got his color because he's like popped him on the scaffold. <laughs> and then he's sort of crouching down near the apron and he's just like, Neh. it didn't bleed that least, well though. It wasn't a proper crimson mask job though. At least they didn't show the ref like handing him a blade like they do in, uh-huh. in some, some modern stuff. <laughs> Ridiculous. There was another ref bump though as well. Yeah. A few of them, weren't they? Fucking hell all night. <laughs> but to be fair, the bump that he took Tommy Young was fucking excellent through the ropes. It was crazy. Yeah. I stacked it outside, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, man. So there's no ref, obviously. As Nikita's trying to drag in Tommy Young, Flair knees him and covers. Yeah. That scrappy McGowan fucker's down again. He gets two. But you can feel the crescendo building again. Yeah. So the finish, second ref bump. Young's back in. Nikita's choking as Young tries to stop it. And Nikita pushes the ref down twice. And he rings yeah. the bell. Nikita just goes fucking mental. <laughs> <laughs> and like the locker room empties, he wipes everyone out. It just becomes a mass brawl. Bunch it's, of heels turns come out down, to be a, though, don't they? Yeah, that's it. Turns out to be a double DQ. It's a mad melee in shoes, and the crowd are going absolutely fucking insane for it. It was a fucking big old fucking... What's the word? It was just absolute chaos, wasn't it? The crowd was absolutely losing yeah. their shit. <laughs> I, think, I think Flair made him look like an absolute million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He definitely did. Definitely made him probably look five times better than he actually is. Do you know what I mean? Hundred <laughs> percent. There was some smoke and mirrors and stuff, but I think it was the right it, yeah. finish because, well, yeah, the right finish because Flair retains, but yeah. Nikita's not hurt by it. Yeah, he's, he's, that's how you get somebody over. Yeah, and he doesn't get beat either, does he? So it's like, like you said, it's not harming him. There's definitely that to it. Yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a solid main event. Two two good matches to finish off what was before that, looking like an absolute shit show. But they definitely saved saved the card for me, which is, I mean, if you have a good main event and another good one or two other matches on there, yeah, I'm, I'm all right with that. I can sit through a bit of shit if you're going to get some gold at the end of it. I suppose that's it. I mean, I thought that, I thought that the last two matches were great. Yeah, they were good, and there was an all right opener as well. I suppose so. That it wasn't all bad, was it? I mean, it's just a bit of 
some just a bit of shit in the middle, really. Yeah, it was. I just think it'll obviously get better as as they realise that you know pay per view needs a bit more oomph to it. I think. Yeah. If you're paying, you know, that kind of money, to see stuff, then yeah. But then you again, it's more, don't you? People are probably buying it on pay per view, fucking loving it, loving every minute of it. Oh god, so. yeah, it's just different time, isn't it? Different era. I think if I was, if I was, I think if I was watching wrestling at that time, I don't know if I like it as much because there's too many over the top characters and the sort of yeah. stuff I don't like. Like you know, like they used to do it in the like they used to do it in the eighties in WWF, didn't they? Like the garbage man, the fucking postman, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like that sort of stuff I don't like. But then you get the odd bits where it's like it still it will still work today, like Flair, like that tag match, like you know. So there is there is there was a bit of a mixture, I suppose. So what was your match of the night then? Match of the night was Sam Houston or whatever. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was uh, it was definitely the tag team match. That was a that was a yeah. standout. Um, Rock and roll versus Olianana. Yeah, for me that was the match of the night. I thought it was. Yes, yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, the tag titles, the main tag titles. Um, in the cage, that was definitely the match that stood out for me. The main event was was, was a good story in that as well, but I think the yeah. tag match was just a bit better for me. MVP, MVP. Oof. That's an interesting one. I'm gonna have to go for Ric Flair just for getting a pretty mm. fucking good match out of. But I mean, he did it with most people, but pretty yeah. static sort of big fucker, big big gym what, guy. What about, what about Shivani? Double duty. <laughs> that, that Tash just no. no. To be fair, I'm happy to give it to Flair because obviously he put on a good main event when it maybe it put maybe he didn't have a right to put a good like that sort of level of match on with with the opponent no. he was sort of given at short notice, I suppose. So yeah, I think you, I think I can agree with that one. Dick of the day. That's it. There's a few contenders on that. <laughs> Bill Dundee. <laughs> Or that fucking Native American bloke. Well, <laughs> Any one of them. You can't give it why he is, all right. Bill Dundee <laughs> just for looking fucking hideous. <laughs> Breathing in for 10 minutes. Yeah, Bill Dundee, fucking hell. Shocking. 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 I think I think the scaffold in general could be dick of the day as well. That was fucking wank as well. Yeah, that was dreadful. It was your Barnet of the Night. Does it go for some cla- do you go for the classic of Brad Armstrong, Ricky Martin? Or are we bringing some uh, some new boys in, like Bill Dundee's uh, original Eric Bischoff hair? <laughs> who was that one who had the absolute Audrey from Corrie? Who was that? Um, Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Yeah, that was that was that was pretty poor. The, the, I'm the rock have to go and roll, for though. That that hair is just classic in it, I suppose. Yeah, you can't you can't pick the rock and roll. Oh, fucking hell, that's just. Lunch. I'd go for maybe on the good side, Rick Rude's luxurious poodle perm, or <laughs> on the bad side, Jimmy Garvin's Kevin Keegan helmet. Yeah, and Sash. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm Victor happy to Garvin. give it Keegan. <laughs> oh, Keggy Garvin. <laughs> and what was your worst match of the night? The scaffold match was up there. I think it's probably that. Yeah. It was. It I wasn't think, even a match. No, it wasn't. But you get a bit of comedy in that with like the cornet thing because it was funny as fuck. I don't care what anybody. The street doing. fight was bad as well. Yeah. Sam Houston build on that was what that was rotten. Hair versus hair. 
that was poor as well. There was a few on there that were really bad. <laughs> I'm going for Jimmy Valiant versus Paul to- Jones, hair versus hair, Manny Fernandez in a cage, and he's in a rage. <laughs> gimmick on, gimmick on, gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. I mean, I'm happy to agree with that. It could have been either one of them, three or four. But that was really bad, though. Especially that fucking donut. It looked like geek from the circus. I didn't really like it. <laughs> <laughs> so... So the next time we venture down into the retro, 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 retrospective, we've got a 1991. Bit more modern-ish. Yeah. Bit more lighting. Any development. <laughs> bit more pizzazz. And a, a couple of mangs. Is it WCW then? Or? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. WCW. We've got yeah. a Great American Bash, 1991. A couple of mangs in their mm. former incarnations. So we'll see. See what that's we'll like. See the, see the evolution from that to where they're at now. Just like we saw... The evolution from Starcade '86 to Starcade '96. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Other than the main event and the the two main events, it had the uh, damp squib. Not really a big show. Yeah. Starcade '96 had. So, mm. but the lighting's definitely got better. <laughs> As is <laughs> the camera work. Yeah. <laughs> but before that, that's going to come to you in a couple of months. Before that, we've got July. We're back on the uh, Nitro Hunt, mate. Yeah, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to get back into Nitro. It's been a little yeah, while, Me it? too. It's going to be the 6th of January, 97. Then we'll have the, the next Nitro after that as well. We'll also have, well, wouldn't you know we won the Tony episode three, Fighter Fest 2019. <laughs> so you looking forward a... to that one? Brandy Rhodes nope. versus the, uh, the the bunny or whatever she's called. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> or Ali, I think she was called at the time. <laughs> Can't wait. I've... Uh... It's what the edge of your seat was made for, wasn't it? <laughs> oh dear. But I am looking forward to getting back into Nitro though, to be fair. I really do enjoy watching that. Get, get back to the bread and butter. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully anyway. we'll see something interesting because from what we can gather, reading reviews a go go, uh the <laughs> next pay per view is sold out and that is dump. <laughs> <laughs> They rode in on dump trucks, didn't they? They, they did, yeah. <laughs> and I wish they'd have been put in the back of a wood chipper. <laughs> oh dear, we'll get to that though, won't we? <laughs> yeah. Eric Bischoff at his most, you know, maniacal sort of Doctor Evil level of, I've got all the power. <laughs> he had full control, didn't he, at that point, I think. Yeah, did not need to happen. <laughs> but did Starcade 86, well... Majority of it didn't need to happen, but we're glad we got yeah. them last two matches because that, that, that rock and roll match was a corker. That's one I could probably watch again. Yeah. I'll probably watch it on the network in HD next time, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe we've got yeah. eight minutes caught with it. You never know. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. It's been interesting, hasn't it? Just to venture, but I've never, I don't think I've ever watched a show that old before from start to finish. <laughs> well, this, this was the whole point of this because we're doing like 96 onwards. Thought we'd yeah. see how it how it panned out before because obviously we've got guys who were in 1986 like Brad and stuff like that, Rock and Roll Express, who were also in 1996 and Dusty not wrestling but he's his own carpentry daddy. <laughs> so it yeah. was, I just thought it'd be an interesting one. But the 1991 American Bash should be even more interesting. There's going to be a few more that are still in in 96. You know, should be interesting. Flair obviously never fucking leaves, does he? In fact, actually. <laughs> I think this, in fact, I think this might he be just away, before he? he went to WWF. Yeah, I think he, yeah, just before 
couple of months right. before. So it might not be top tier flair we're getting because I think he'd be, I think he's fuming and pissed off at Jim Heard at the time. Right. So, yeah. We'll see. Anyway, so if you like what we do and you want to uh, follow us on Twitter and interact with us, it's at AdjectivePod. If you, uh, again, like what we do and you want to uh, show us some love, give us a five-star Davy Meltzer on Spotify. <laughs> Super kick it. Don't fall off the scaffolding and kick it. <laughs> I don't blow your knee out. <laughs> no. But give us a give us a super kick on that subscribe button. Like I said, next time next time out, it's going to be uh, back to the Nitro Wagon. Mm-hmm. First uh, episode of 1997 should be good, man. Uh, it's yeah. been an interesting look back, and we'll be going into the past occasionally every other month, I think. Yeah. Maybe not this far back. We're not going to go Star K83. <laughs> I mean, the, light, the lighting might be even worse. That's in pitch black, that. <laughs> Two watt bulb. <laughs> right, so we'll go old school. Any further business, Mark? No, nothing else. Seeing as this, this was an era where he was quite prominent, I'm going to say them a model two words. Dickie Slater. <laughs> See you later.